0: Welcome, everybody, to Memorial Day 2018. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host for Bible Prophecy Radio. My name is Albert E-L-B-E-R-T, Hardy. And today I have a lot to cover, but I want to start in Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 23. Listen to this. This is amazing. Thus says the Lord, and this is all caps, it means Jehovah, or Elohim. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might, and let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth, or glory, glory in this, that he understands and knows me." Wow, that I am the Lord that exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will punish all of them that are um, circumcised with the uncircumcised. Well, what does that mean exactly? How can you be uncircumcised in heart? Well, to me, it means unrighteous. It means unrighteous. And what is righteousness anyway? Well, it's love. It's love. If they are unloving, they are not circumcised of heart. That's the meaning, the gist of it, if you will. So what happens to those who are evil? This is a day of remembrance for those who have fallen, who went to war to battle for freedom. And yet, what's going to happen in the future? That's what prophecy is all about. Bible prophecy radio talks about things that aren't being talked about in the normal mainstream media or <laughs> virtually anywhere else. God is coming to destroy them that destroy the earth. Well, who might that be? Hmm, I wonder. Let's go to Revelation 11 and verse 18, flipping over here, uh, verse 18 says, and um, he cried when they saw the smoke of her burning. Now, what burning? Who burning? What do you mean her burning? What's well, a city. Alas, that great city, verse 16, that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches have come to nothing. If you back up a little bit to uh, verse 18 of chapter 17, it says, The woman which you saw is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Babylon, as it says in verse 5, upon her forehead was the name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Any guesses as to who that is? My guess is it would be someone from Babylonia. Where did Islam start? Babylon. Whoa. So, is this the false prophet? Well, you be the judge. But think about it. Read Revelation, particularly 18, 19, and 20 chapters. Now, let's go also to the book of Isaiah in chapter 14, starting in verse 11. Here's what it says. The pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of their uh, vile lens, I'm going to say, it says vials, The worm shall spread under you, and the worms cover you. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations. God is coming to humble the arrogant. Notice what it says in verse uh, 5. The Lord has broken the staff of the wicked. What does wicked mean? It means unrighteous, unloving. In my view, there is no love in Islam. If you disagree with that, I'd like for you to send me an email at Jesus is why at and tell me why you believe there is love in Islam. I have not found it. I have read the Quran. I've had it in my hands, at least the English version of it. They say you can't understand it in English. It has to be understood in Farsi or whatever the um, the original was uh, written in. But God is going to give us rest from the trouble that is coming on the earth. And who causes more trouble than Islam? Nobody. That's just the way it is. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter 2, starting in verse 17, just a few pages over. The loftiness of man will be humbled, brought down, and made low. The Lord alone shall be exalted Excuse me, be exalted in that day, and the idols he shall utterly abolish. well what do uh, what do Islamists or the Muslims worship? Well, what's their symbol? It's a crescent moon and a star. and what's the God that they worship? What's the name of this God? Allah. Allah is something that was made up, chosen by Mohammed to be the name of God. In verse, um, let's see, 11, he says, The lofty looks of man will be humbled, and the haughtiness of men be bowed down, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. There will be no other gods, period. No other gods. Can you imagine? There's probably 8,000 or more gods in the world today that are worshipped in some form. Oh, man. Now, what's going to happen to these gods? Let's go to chapter 10 and verse 11 uh, of Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Let's see what that says. Ten, eleven, 11 Jeremiah says this, Thus you shall say to them, The gods that have not made the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. And, of course, you regular listeners have heard me talk about this before. But I'm here to say that Islam and all the other gods are going away. And so are the armies. Listen to what it says here in uh, chapter 34. Come near you nations to hear and listen, you people. Let the earth hear and all that is therein, the world and all things that come forth of it, For the indignation of the Lord is upon all nations. You mean the United States, too? Yep. And his fury is upon all their armies, all the militaries of the world. He has utterly destroyed them and will deliver them to the slaughter. Their slain shall be cast out and their stink shall come up out of their carcasses and the mountains will be covered with their blood. Whoa, scary stuff. But God will put an end once and for all to war. That's why they were fighting. (laughs) They were fighting a war to end all wars. Well, will World War Three prove to be the war that ended all wars? No. Why do I say no? Because God alone can put an end to war. He's the mighty one who has the power to stop these nations, to stop these armies, dismantle them, and put to better use their implements. Let's go on over then to, uh, let's see, let's go to chapter 2, verses 2 through 5 in Isaiah. Here's what it says. It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, It shall be exalted above all the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Into what? Into the kingdom that God is preparing and going to bring to the earth. Verse 3, And many people shall go and say, Come on, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, Israel. Yep, and he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from where? New York City? No. How about Washington, D.C.? No. From Jerusalem? How plain. And he shall judge among many nations and rebuke many people And what are they going to do? They're going to repent. They're going to turn from their evil way where it doesn't lead to peace. And just what is peace? Peace is when two different factions or people groups or peoples or individuals want what's best for the other person and they seek that. That's the way to peace but we don't know it as a rule. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares. Wow. All those implements of war, they're going to be recycled and remanufactured into farming equipment. They will beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks, and nation shall not lift up sword against nation, and neither shall they learn war any more. Wow. O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Therefore have you forsaken your people, the house of Jacob, because they be filled with customs from the east. See, Israel lost its way for a while, but they're not going to lose it forever. And they uh, seek out seeth- uh, I'm sorry, soothsayers. Say that 30 times twice. No, 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 no soothsayers like the philistines who happen to come from gaza as i understand and they please themselves in the strange the children of strangers what does all that mean well let me tell you it's not good their land is also full of silver and gold and their end there is no end to their treasures The land is full of horses, and neither is there any end of their chariots. Their land is also full of idols. They don't worship Jehovah. They worship idols. They worship the work of their own hands, that which they themselves have built, or their fingers have made. Wow. But the lofty looks of man will be humbled verse 11. And the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day, as we read earlier. I want to take you over to Micah chapter 4 and verse 3 next. It says much the same thing, really. Micah is one of the last books in the Old Testament Uh, Let's see, where are you, Micah? Amos, Obadiah, Micah? I think it is. Let's let's go to uh, 4-3. Here's what it says. Well, let's start with verse 1. But in the last days, and that's what Bible prophecy is really all about, shall the mountain of the house of the God of Jacob, the Lord, Jehovah, be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and the peoples of the earth, in other words, shall flow unto it. And many nations shall come and or shall say, Come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the law shall go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge among many people, and rebuke strong nations afar off. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, and neither shall they learn war any more. But instead, every one... Shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. He signs his name to it. That's serious business. For all people will walk every one in the name of his God, the Creator God, that is. And we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble her that can't walk. I will gather her that is driven out, and her I have afflicted. And I will make her that halts or is uh, crippled, and her that was cast afar off, a strong mountain in Zion from this time forever henceforth. Wow. The Lord will reign forever. I want to see more proof of that. Let's go to Daniel chapter 2 and verse 35. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel... Chapter 2 and verse 35, here's what it says. Then was the iron and the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken in pieces together. This is talking about the great statue with the head of gold and the arms and breasts of silver and uh, the legs and thighs of brass, but anyway... It shall be broken to pieces, and it became like the chaff on the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, and no place was found for them. But the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. That great mountain is God's kingdom coming to the earth with Jesus Christ touching down on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. And it filled the whole earth. Wow. And just a few verses down in verse 44, he says this, In the days of these kings, now that's the the days of the coming king and kingdom of the north and of the south that are going to battle it out. Now, I believe it's going to be between the Sunnis and the Shiites, both Muslim factions, but they don't get along. And so they're invading and inhabiting And overpopulating, outpopulating, overrunning the Europeans and taking over France, Germany, Spain, Portugal, all those places are going to be inhabited by Muslims, probably headed up by, by the way, a leader that's going to emerge, come out of Turkey. That's my estimation. But uh, in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Now, the southern kingdom, the king of the south is uh, Libya, Ethiopia, Egypt, all that region, which is the northern uh, tier of states that borders the southern uh, shoreline of the Mediterranean. They are also being converted completely to Muslimism or um, Islam, but they're going to end up being Sunni. That's my guess. Now, I don't know that. I'm just surmising from what I see in the news. And I suggest we all watch, because Jesus said for us to watch. So, in the days of those kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these nations, and it shall stand forever. Wow. To me, that's what the Bible is all about. It's about a kingdom, the kingdom with Jesus Christ as the King of kings. Now, let's go to Isaiah 11 verses 1 through 9, Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 9, says this. This is fascinating to me. This is powerful. And there shall come forth a rod, a shoot, an offspring, a son, namely Jesus, out of the stem of Jesse, which was David's father, and a branch shall grow out of his roots and bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him a quick one to understand. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord." He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither uh, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness, i.e. love, as we talked about earlier, shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. Do you think that there are any in Islam that are meek, Everyone I've ever known is arrogant. You ever notice that? I don't know about you, but I have. I've known a lot of them, several of them. Anyway, he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Faithfulness means someone you can count on. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. Now, this is going to take a change of nature because that's against nature for a carnivore to dwell with an herbivore in harmony and peace. Usually, there's no peace until the the herbivore is dead and in the mouth of the carnivore. The leopard shall also lie down with the kid, the kid goat, let's say, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. You ever see a little child lead around a lion? No, not not me. Verse 7 And this is the uh, 11th chapter of Isaiah. The cow and the bear will feed together, and their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. That will take a total change of nature. Only God can do that. It's not going to happen by us human beings. The little child shall play... On the whole of the asp, a poisonous snake. And the wean child put his hand on the cockatrice's den. The cockatrice is another poisonous snake. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. As we read in chapter 2, verse 35 of Daniel. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Wow. In that day there shall be a root of Jesse, we read that before in Micah, which shall stand as an ensign for the people. To it shall the Gentile nations seek, and his resting place shall be glorious. Glorious, wow. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, i.e. Israel, which shall be left from Syria, from Egypt, from Pathros and Cush, which is Ethiopia, if I'm not mistaken, from Elam, from Shinar, which is Saudi or, uh, Iraq, and from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, that would be Jesus, and assemble the outcasts, of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Well, that's what's happening now, right now. Now, I want to take you back a couple notches to chapter 9 of Isaiah and listen to this. This is when Jesus comes. This is how it happened. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government. What? Yeah, the government shall be upon his shoulder. Yep. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He alone can teach righteousness. Righteousness is where each one loves the other. It's love. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Nobody's going to outdo Christ, Jesus. Nobody. Nobody. Upon the throne of David, his forefather, and his kingdom, in order to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. This is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Happy Memorial Day. We do need to honor those who have tried to preserve freedom, and we need to care about them and love their widows and orphans that are left behind. They did an an admirable thing because they laid down their lives for someone else. Well, isn't that what Jesus himself did? He laid down his life that we, you and I, might live. Thank God we have such a Savior. Let's honor those who deserve it. Until next time... This is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. You can go to my website, itellwhy.com, and read my eight books there. I have nothing to sell. You won't find an ad. I'm not trying to get money. I'm trying to serve the, the people, the Word of God, and the truths that are buried there because nobody is bothering to blow the dust off their Bible and read them. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you got something good out of it. Send me an email, if you like, to jesusisy at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Albert Hardy saying goodbye, friends.